Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for April 25th, 2022. I'm teaching a series, a brand new series that I'm kicking off today. Actually, this is something I've been teaching for a while. I, I flow in this vein all the time, but the Lord wanted me to really focus here, to labor here on God's grace and our faith. Everything God does for us, he does it by grace. Grace is unearned, unmerited, undeserved. It is the free favor of God. God does it by grace. But we, as believers, we, to live the grace life, we have to do it by faith. We're called and commanded to walk and live by faith. So God releases everything to us by grace is already done. And then we tap into what God has already done. We tap into the finished work of Jesus Christ for our lives by faith. We are the just and the just shall live by faith. So I want you to open up your heart to what, to the deposit that God is about to make into it this morning. All right, so like I said, this is a brand new series. This is part one of God's grace and our faith. I'm going to be flowing in this vein for a while. God's grace and our faith. The title of today's message comes in the form of a question. Here's the question for you this Monday morning to set the tone for the whole week. Look at me while I ask you this question. Have you fallen from grace? Have you fallen from grace. Now, you may be thinking, well, falling from grace. Whoa, no, Brother Pena, that's not, no, no, hold on. Stop. Let's talk about it. Have you really fallen from grace? Now, the my understanding of the term falling from grace years ago was that if I fall from grace, that means I'm no longer in God's good graces. Therefore, I'm not saved anymore. Like I lost my salvation. So now I'm not, I was going to heaven at one point, but I've fallen from grace. Therefore, I'm not going to heaven. That was my understanding before, uh, but that was wrong. <laughs> I, you can be sincere and be sincerely wrong. That was just flat out wrong. It wasn't what Paul said about being fallen from grace has nothing to do with losing your salvation at all. And so I'm saved that I know I'm going to heaven. And so that's not my concern. But let's talk about falling from grace this morning. Now, in this series, God's Grace and Our Faith series, I'm going to be looking at John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17. Those are like the foundational scriptures. And then we're going to look at other scriptures as well. So today we're going to look at John 1 and 14, John 1 and 17, and then Galatians chapter 5. Let's get into it for this morning. Here we go. John chapter 1, verse 14, the Bible says, The Word, Jesus, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Now we were able to behold his glory. It is the glory of the only begotten of the Father, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Verse 17 says, For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now let's look at Galatians chapter 5. Let's break this down, take our time, and then go back to the question, have you fallen from grace? Here we go. In Galatians chapter five, the apostle Paul opens up the chapter with a bold statement. He says, so Christ has truly set us free. God, God, think about Jesus. He has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in the slavery to the law. Now in Galatians the Apostle Paul does a masterful job 
of, of painting the picture of God's grace and freedom from the law, the law of Moses and the 603 additional commandments. We are free from that law. And, and Christ has made us free, he says here in Galatians chapter 5. And because Christ made you free, doggone it, I want you to stay free. Please don't go back to the slavery and the bondage of the law. He's saying this in plain English. He's saying this in no uncertain terms. He's telling the believers in Galatia, and he's telling us today to that, that we are free from the law. And if you try to take portions of the law after you're born again, you're actually going back to the slavery and the bondage of the law. The law kept us bound, but Jesus came to make us free. So Paul goes on to say, listen, I, Paul, tell you this. If you are counting on circumcision or works to make you right with God, then Jesus will be of no benefit to you. Once again, he was he was upset because you had Jewish converts to Christianity that were telling the non-Jewish converts uh, to Christianity that, hey, because you were not raised a Jew and you were not circumcised, you need to get circumcised now. And so he was like, listen, if you allow circumcision or really any kind of work, they were basically saying, you, you have to do this, this work to be right with God. And it was like, no, if you allow yourself to think that you need to do some type of work performance to be right with God, then Jesus is of no benefit to you. You made Jesus irrelevant. And so he goes on to explain, he, Paul like doubles down. He says, I will say it again. If you are trying, look at me when I say this, because it's like the apostle Paul is speaking to you this morning, this Monday morning. If you are trying to find favor with God by being circumcised or, or doing some type of action or performance, you must obey every regulation in the whole law of Moses. Now, what Paul is saying is something that James said in James 2 and 10. James said, listen, if you try to take one of the laws, any little piece or portion of the law, if you say, well, I'm born again, I'm under grace, I'm free, but I'm still going to live with this law mindset, not all of it, but I, you know, not all of it, but you know, this 10 commandments, I'll take one or two that I'm going to just meditate on. And I'm going to try to comply with those within my home human effort, not all of it, but I just, and, and James is like, if you t try to take a portion of the law, then you have to take the whole law. That, I mean, that's not how it works. It, it, and because if you fail to comply with one law, then James said, you've broken them all. And so Paul was saying, if you try to do circumcision, then that's it. If you try to do circumcision, you might as well take the whole thing. You might as well take the whole law of Moses because now you're trying, you're living performance-based and you're not living grace-based. Paul goes on to say, he makes another very strong statement, Galatians 5. He says, for if you are trying, here it is, if you are trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, then you have been cut off from Christ. You have fallen away from God's grace. You have fallen from grace if you are trying to, to do works to be right with God. Now, you might say, well, Rick, hold on. Hold on. I thought, I thought faith without works is dead. I thought we have to do works. Oh, I'm going to explain. But there's a difference between doing works by the grace of God and doing works for the grace of God. I'm going to explain. So what does this mean for you this Monday morning? Now, there's a lot here. I'm going to give you nine quick points on this Monday morning. So we can set the tone for the whole week. You ready? Nine things. This is where I need you to rid your heart and your mind of all distractions. Nine things. Number one, here we go. Once you are born again and God's Holy Spirit is living on the inside of you, then the Bible is very clear that you are called to walk in the freedom that Jesus died to provide you. Jesus made you free. 
He delivered you from the fear of death and he delivered you from the power of sin. So once you are in Christ, you are free to be led by the Holy Spirit to find, follow, and finish your purpose and to get it done before you die. And that's living by the grace of God, not by performance-based religion, not because you're trying to do anything in and of yourself. You're just walking with God, being led of the Holy Spirit, empowered by his grace to find, follow, and finish your purpose before you die. Say amen to that. All right, number two, once you're born again, you are in Christ and you already have victory over sin and death. It's already done. You are in Christ once you're born again and you are going to heaven. So that's not the issue anymore. Once you're born again, you're in Christ and Adam got us into sin and death and Jesus delivered us out of sin and death. So now that we're free uh, from sin and death, now it's, it's common, like, you know, Adam introduced sin and death and Jesus came to get us out of sin and death. That is, that is plainly understood by most Christians. What is not understood by most Christians is that not only did Jesus come to get us out of the bondage of sin and death, but Jesus also came to deliver us from the bondage of the law of Moses. So Jesus delivered us from the yoke of carnal effort and human performance. Let me say that again. Jesus delivered you and I from the yoke of carnal effort and human performance. The apostle Paul makes it very clear that once we are in Christ, we must not allow ourselves to be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Now, when I used to hear, do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage, honestly, as a Christian, I thought that meant sin. Like, now that I'm born again, I shouldn't be entangled with sin and, and don't go back to sin. But the Apostle Paul, in his writings, he wasn't saying that sin was the yoke of bondage. Excuse me. He was saying that the law was the yoke of bondage. So he's saying, now that you have been free from the pressure to perform, now that you are delivered from the yoke of the bondage of the law of Moses and living by a bunch of rules, now that you're free from that, you should not go back to living with a rule-based mindset. You should not go back to living with, oh, I have to comply, 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 and the pressure to perform mindset, because that's what religion does to you. Re religion puts on you the pressure to perform. Number three, the Bible teaches you that if you attempt to abide by the law, even if a, a little portion of it, then if you're attempting to, to provide a compliance with the law in order to make you right with God, then Jesus is of no benefit to you. Paul said Jesus is of no benefit to you. As a matter of fact, you have made Jesus irrelevant. <laughs> and you're like, well, Rick, hold on for a minute. I didn't make you. No, 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 you did. You did. If you're living, basically, is self-righteousness. If you're living with a mindset that I have to do right to be right, then you're self-righteous. And self-righteousness makes Jesus irrelevant because instead of relying on the righteousness that Jesus provided for you, you are relying on a righteousness that is based on your own works. See, I'm taking my time this morning because this is very important. You can either rely on working to be right, which is the way I was raised. I see one of my cousins is on Primo, Buenos Dias. And, and, and the way we were raised in church, there was a lot of pressure and emphasis on human effort, human performance, and your works, obras. We have to do this and do this and do that and do that to be right. And if I do all these things, maybe my, my, my God, me Dio, he'll let me into heaven someday, right? And so no, that is self-righteousness. And if I live that way under self-righteousness, then I have made Jesus irrelevant. 
because I'm not relying on Jesus's righteousness. I'm relying on my righteousness. I'm relying on my performance. And so therefore, the apostle Paul says, if I rely on my performance to make myself right, I have fallen from grace. Look at me. My question for you this morning is, have you fallen from grace? Are you living to where you're saying, you know what? My righteousness is based on Jesus and his performance. I am righteous, not because of what I do. I am righteous, not because of what I failed to do. I am only righteous because of what Jesus did. Is that your mindset or is your mindset? No, I'm a Christian and therefore I have to do right to be right. And I'm doing these things. And and so if you're relying on your performance and not Jesus's performance, you have fallen from grace. You have fallen from grace. Number four, mindset matters. While it is true that we were sent to this planet to perform a certain amount of good works. Now, I'm not saying don't do work. Man, me and Isabella, we work harder than we've ever worked in our lives. So I'm not saying that, but we're doing it by the grace of God. We're doing it for the glory of God. And we're not the ones that's doing it. And we're not relying on our own performance. We're doing it whatever God wants us to do. So, So while there are good works, Ephesians 2 and 10 says, in Christ Jesus, God made you a new creation. Why? So that you can spend the rest of your lives doing the good works that God had before ordained for you to do. So yes, there are some good works that you're supposed to do, but here's the mindset. Mindset matters. I'm doing the good works not to be righteous. I'm doing the good works because I am righteous. I'm not doing the good works for grace. I'm doing the good works by grace. There's a massive difference between those two mindsets. One mindset is I'm doing this to be saved. The other one is I'm doing it because I'm saved. And so, so no, no, I'm already saved. I'm already going to heaven. I'm already born again. I'm already covered by the blood. I'm already filled with the Holy Spirit. Now I'm doing this. I'm not doing this to earn anything. I'm doing this because I already have the status. I'm doing this because I'm already righteous in Christ Jesus. I'm doing, I am working. I'm not working for it. I'm working because of it. I'm working by it. Mindset, completely different mindset. Mindset matters. Number five, Paul said, if you're trying to make yourselves right with God by keeping the law, then you have cut yourself off from Christ and you have fallen away from God's grace. Once again, I thought, that falling from grace meant I'm losing my salvation. And that's not what it means at all. Falling from grace means that I am no longer relying on the grace of God to make me right. I am relying on my performance to make me right. And Paul makes a very strong statement. He says that if you're relying on your performance, you have cut off Christ and you have fallen away from God's grace. Number six, So here's my question for you. I keep asking you this question. Have you fallen from grace? How are you living as a Christian? Right? It's a Monday morning, brand new week. Let's think about it for a minute. How are you living? Are you living by God's grace? Or have you fallen from grace? Are you trying to earn your righteousness with your works or your human compliance with the law? Are you living based on a bunch of rules and saying, you know what? I'm trying to comply with these rules. Therefore, you are self-righteous. And, and what, what happens is if you are self-righteous, if you, if you live your life performance-based or rules-based, it's inevitable you're going to look down on other people because you're so focused on your performance that you're going you're gonna to highlight when other people don't perform on the level that you're performing. And then you look down on people. Then you become very judgmental because you are self-righteous. You are performance-based. That's performance-based religion. But Jesus delivered us from all of that. And so Jesus delivered us so we can live a life that is free. Now, because I know 
that I'm only righteous because of Jesus. And because I know that I could never be righteous outside of God and that I'm jacked up and that in and of myself, I am, I'm nothing. In and of myself, I, 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 could not, I could not do anything without the Father. Because I am relying on God's grace uh, uh, in every area and every facet and every aspect of my life, then I can't look down on anybody else. Because if I look down on someone else, then I'm becoming a liar myself. And when I realize that I'm living, I am who I am only by the grace of God, and I realize how jacked up I am, then I can't look down at somebody else because I know that I only am who I am by God's grace. But if I'm self-righteous, then I'm going to look down at other people because I'm, I'm so focused on my performance that I'm going to criticize other people's performance. You got it? I'm really trying to take my time this morning because this is something I really need you to get. All right, number seven. In an earlier point, I said, Jesus delivered us from the yoke of carnal effort and human performance, right? Jesus died and he was raised from the dead so the Holy Spirit could be restored to mankind. And once he was, a new covenant was established. Under this new covenant, the focus is no longer on us. That's it. The focus is on Jesus's finished work. The point of the old covenant was to drive home the point that carnal effort and human performance was not good enough. Well, that point has been made. We, I got that message loud and clear. However, some people today don't have that message. It's like they didn't get the memo. They didn't get it loud and clear. So they are living under a new covenant with the old covenant mindset. They are under the covenant of grace, but they're living their lives based on human performance. As a result, right, they have made Jesus irrelevant. John said the law was given by Moses. Grace and truth came through our Lord Jesus Christ. John is contrasting the two covenants for a reason. He was signaling a shift between the law given by Moses, grace and truth given by Jesus Christ. Jesus came to deliver us from human performance. Jesus came to deliver us from the bondage of the law. Say amen to that. Number eight, I could tell you that God wants you to embrace his grace so that you don't buckle under the pressure to perform, right? That's a good point. I can tell you that God wants you to, to embrace his grace so that you can finally have peace in your heart and rest in your soul. That, that's a good point. I can tell you that God wants you to embrace God's grace so you can live free from distressing anxiety. That's another good point. But more significant than all of that, and those are good points, by the way, the reason why I believe God really wants you to embrace God's grace is because without the grace of God, you will never become the, the best version of yourself. You will never become the man, the woman that God destined for you to be from the foundations of the world. You will never unlock the purpose and the potential that God placed inside of you before the world began. Never. Why? Because if you're focused on your performance, your performance will never measure up to the size of your assignment. Your perform you will never be able to perform on the level of what God has called you to do. So the only way for you to maximize your purpose and potential in life is for you to realize that you are not worthy, that you cannot perform, that you will never be good enough. And so you yield yourself over to God. And when you finally give yourself over to God and you yield to him and you say, I'm not worthy. And I get over the fact that I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. And I've gotten over the fact that I'm not good enough, but God has chosen to use me by his unearned and amazing grace. Then Philippians 2 and 13 says, yes, it is God who is working inside of you. He wants to help you to do what pleases him. He gives you a desire to want 
what pleases him, and then he gives you the power to do it. He gives you a desire to want the things that he's called you to do, and then he gives you the power to do it. He gives you the desire and the power. He gives you the desire on the inside, and then he gives you the grace to perform it, and it's all about him. The desire came from him. The power comes from him. The grace comes from him. The empowerment comes from him. The righteousness comes from him. It's not about us. It's all about him, and when you live that way, oh, now I'm free. I'm free to become the man that God called me to be because I am not, I'm not performance-based, living under performance-based religion. I don't have a pressure to perform. I'm just relaxing, resting in the grace of God, and I am empowered to do what God has called me to do because I'm not the one that's doing it. It's the Father, John 14 and 10, who lives in me. He gives me the words. And he performs the work. Number nine, last point, and I'm done. Jesus died to usher you into a new covenant. This is a covenant of grace. So please don't fall from grace and go back to human effort. If you go back to human effort, then all Jesus did is irrelevant to you. I want to close out this message with a declaration of faith. I said a lot and I tried to not get too excited and take my time. This is one of those messages where you might need to listen to this again and get this down in your spirit. But speak this over your life. Let's close it out. Say this, say, Father, I thank you for teaching me how to live my life empowered by your grace. I am being convicted of the things that I'm doing in human effort. I am being convicted of the things that I attempt to do to earn my right standing with you. So I repent and I embrace your grace. From this moment on, I will not work to be right. I will work because Jesus made me right. I will do all that I do because I am right with you. I am the righteousness of God by faith. I will not entangle myself again with the yoke of bondage of the law. What I will do is engulf myself in Jesus. Without you, I can do nothing. I am nothing without you. But in you, I can do all things. So I will never fall from grace because I am determined to live my life every day empowered by your amazing grace. I live the grace life. Therefore, greater is coming for me. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, you should want my notes. These are good notes and you get them for free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, do me a favor. Leave me some comments in the chat. If this message was a blessing to you, there was a lot in this message and I tried to take my time. And then also share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. Um, we already, Isabella and I started our Patreon. Uh, if you want, if you like this content, but you want more private content and be able to go back and forth with us in a private setting, in a private discord, ask us questions, talk about the grace life and the grace of God, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina and sign up there. I love you. God loves you more. Have an amazing day. I will see you tomorrow.